We're filthy. And we're nerds and there's two of us. You guys, live from the Stark Industries break room, we're fucking exposing ourselves. I am exposing you, Ooh, Nicole. Show I'm me a, them titties. I'm, I'm about to expose myself. You guys, what if I really lifted my shirt off? The amount of times you've off? exposed yourself to me, by the way. I mean, I don't think there is anyone who has seen me naked more than you, um, uh, to be even honest. Andy. Even Andy, you guys. It, even Andy, probably, yeah. Be- just because of the pure amount of nudity that I have exposed you to. Jess uh, took a shit in front and- of me the other day and was literally wiping her butt while I was maybe like three feet away from her. And I was like, would you ever do this with any other person in your life? And she's like, absolutely not. No, and that's because I respect everyone else. And <laughs> I, would, I would wipe my asshole in front of pretty much anyone. Yeah, that's the thing about Nicole is you think that you have an intimate relationship with her and then you just find out she's reckless and has no boundaries with anyone. Anyway. And you're like, I thought we were just I thought we were just wiping our asses in front of each other. And you're out there wiping your ass in front of just anybody mm-hmm. who goes by. And mm-hmm. then you suddenly realize you're getting jealous over an ass wiping. Mm-hmm. That's really <laughs> funny. Someone in the chat also just said that you started coughing violently because you thought of me naked and we're probably going to vomit. Listen, um, if there's one thing I can do, it is draw Jessica Michelle from memory naked. Yeah, you just sort of, it's like... Uh, it's a lot I'm of tattoos that, and... And sort of like just a lot of like soft, not really curves. It's sort of like <laughs> uh, like a square, like a storage size bag full of jello on top of two legs. Oh, And then a giant head with though. hair. Great legs. The, the in between, the this thing, what happened there? I never went topless on Vine, for the record. I did not go topless on Vine. People are talking about it. We're back from a brief pause. We can keep this in here, though. I had a nipple slip on Vine, which I thought was really funny. R.I.P. Vine. I don't want to say it was my nipple that made them turn the, turn the app completely off, but it probably didn't help. There's a strong, very uh, strong correlation. Very strong. Strong nip. One strong nipple. Um, listen, here's what I'm exposing you to. Vipassana meditation. Meditation. We're going to talk about meditation. I did a 10-day Vipassana retreat. We're going to do like a 10-minute conversation about it. So the other movie we're covering this week, as you guys know, if you're already Marvel fans and and know the uh, release order, is Hulk. Incredible Hulk. I was -hmm. was like leaving a pause for people to guess, Mm -hmm. but it is. And as we all know, a big factor of of him, of Bruce Banner keeping his shit together is like learning to be calm. Uh, we see him like practicing with like, was it like a jujitsu master, but a, who also did meditation? We'll talk about it, it in, the, in the actual episode. It felt very um, uh, Brazilian, because he was in Brazil. It felt very like Brazilian, like whatever their form of martial arts is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I Brazilian jujitsu is a thing, so it could is be it? that. But yeah, it's what it's called. BJJ. Oh uh, yeah. Also, also was my nickname in college. BJJ, <laughs> blowjob um, Jetty instead of Betty. A, Jetty. a Jess would have been fine, but yeah. Blowjob Jess. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget your name is Jess. No, that was not my nickname though. As uh, no one I went to college with that was uh, went to college with was that creative. Yeah. But so, I think meditation. A lot of us already know or have heard. It's good for us. I'm sure you've heard it a million times, mm-hmm. Nicole. 
I've heard it up. <laughs> the amount of people Have who you told tried me I need to meditate is insane. Um, what I, what was, so it's t- a 10 day meditation. It's a 10 day silent meditation. So you are not allowed to talk to anyone. And by the way, when they say talk, it's like visuals. Like you can't like, I communicate with someone. So you gotta, you're, was that, uh, just walk me through the days. And like, if you can remember how you started feeling day by day. Uh, okay. So, and then we'll talk about the technique a little and, and how it works and like, why I think it is good for you. Even like small amounts of meditation, literally like five minutes a day. If you can get yourself to do it does make a difference. I see a notable difference. It's the same as exercise when I'm doing it. Uh-huh. I know it's like, I notice the difference or it's like, but it's not, it's not like, ah, oh, I'm so much better. It's like when you fall off the wagon, you realize, Oh, that was helping more than I realized. Uh-huh. Um, so each day you would, be woken up to the sound of like a someone is outside like gonging a bell like a very like gentle like gong gong at 4 a.m and at 4 a.m you have the option to walk over to the temple to meditate for two hours or meditate in your room for two hours which can you just go back to sleep for two hours yeah and that's what i did more than one day i i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna meditate here (laughs) so they're like it's a silent meditation I know. That's so funny. They come like, hold your nose. Uh, And then there would be uh, a morning break where you would have breakfast. Two hours of meditating. Well, that's how it was every time. Two hours. How did you sit for two hours in a way that was comfortable? Well, so here's what. There's like this big, they called it a temple. It's just like a building. It did did kind of have like a church vibe, but it was, there was no like denominations. This type of meditation was kind of founded and rooted in Buddhism, but you absolutely don't need to be Buddhist to do it. It's just really a technique when you cut down to like the core of it. But everyone was given like a, a, a seating pillow and, or you could bring your own. And I had brought in like a thing with like, it was like a big mat that was a cushion and then a small round pillow to prop up on so that you can sit and like cross your legs and like, your hips can go down a little is kind of the go-to position. And then there were some people with chairs, like with backs, mm-hmm. mostly old people. And then I was given one by like day three because my arthritis was like literally on fire. Uh, and they're like, why just sit in the chair? They're like, why didn't you tell us? Cause you could, there was like a very small break where you can talk to the teacher or the mm-hmm. teachers, the, the, they call them a teacher. Um, but you know, the kind of person leading you. And that's really like, there's a, an hour window where you can get in a line and ask a question. Like, am I, you know, I'm having this come up. I'm having this experiencing this. Like, am I doing it right? Like that kind of thing. Did you take advantage um, of that every time it was offered? No, I, I assume I, I I was like, I only went to her cause I was like, listen, am I supposed to feel, I was like, I have rheumatoid arthritis. (laughs) Is my body supposed to be burning? Yeah, well, that's the thing is like you are supposed to be uncomfortable. And and as a part of the meditation, like the discomfort actually helps you strengthen your meditation because at the root of the meditation, you're learning to not react to outside stimuli. And that's what meditation is designed to help you do is because like when the, like you're a high strung person, I'm a high strung person, we're emotional. And the reason people recommend emotion or uh, meditation to people like us is because it teaches you to like allow a feeling to come up without thinking that you have to react to every feeling. Yeah. To, oh my, I'm angry. You can just go, Oh, okay. I'm uh, feeling anger. This is, this is making my heart race. I don't like this, but I'm just going to like, yeah, because feelings are natural. And what's going on when you're reacting, to those feelings is 
you're trying to stop the feeling from happening. I feel you like don't want, you don't want to be uncomfortable. So you're like doing defense where it's like, no, your body needs to experience discomfort to release emotions. But by you reacting to them, you're not only not getting the emotion out, you're now piling something else on top of it. It's like you're shoving things down. I feel like <clears throat> majority of the time when I'm meditating, I'm always like, I always end up like thinking about things that I need to do, like making lists. Like it's, I don't ever like, I don't ever and you get feel like, like, oh, I'm not meditating. Yeah. And, but I don't ever get feelings of like anger, sadness. Like I'm just like, oh, I need to do stuff. I need to. Yeah. Well, how long are you meditating for? Like 20 minutes max? Yeah. 20 minutes max. Yeah. The anger comes, uh, the emotions don't come until like it, you're, you're plunging. You're like, it's, uh, the, the heavy shit's further down. Oh, that's interesting. And that's, and that's why doing a, tr- a retreat like this is like heavy emotionally, but like you experience a lot of things. Yeah. And also let me ask you this. Cause I think I was like this. And I think a lot of people think I've tried meditating. I can't do it because you start thinking about things. Yeah. I think about everything. Right. But then do you, do you get to the end of the meditation and you've never come back to, Oh, Oh, I like, so why, what do you, I know you've like in the past have used like headspace and stuff, but you know how that's like focus on your breath. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you start thinking about things and you eventually go, Oh fuck, I'm not meditating. Let me come back to just, I'm breathing. And you go back to your breath. Mm Mm-hmm. And people then immediately I'll oh. wander off to something else. Yeah. Here's the thing is people go, I'm not doing it. And it's like, no, that is doing it. You just ha- have a very weak muscle. It's like the equivalent of like trying to do push-ups, and like, I can only do one on my knees. And it's like, okay, fine. We'll just do one on your knees. And every day try to do more than one. And if you can only do one, you only do one. But like the more you do it, the more you start catching yourself wandering off. And go, oh, nope, come back to my breath. And how that applies in real life is like, I have said this on so many podcasts where I, I've like ended up talking about this, but like you learn to catch yourself when you're letting your thoughts and feelings run away. Yeah. Like, and that's where a meditation comes in where you're like all of a sudden spiraling over like, oh, why'd this person do that? And I'm angry. And like, I can't believe they did this. And like, oh, this is always like that. And I'm so mad. And then you just go, oh, I'm, I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. All right, hang on. Like what it helped me do is like, this is really stupid and it's the most me way to describe this. And I think I've said it to you off the air and I apologize if I've said it already on this air. There's, there's a country song by Derek Bentley that has a line that describes it so easily. Like what meditation has helped me do where he goes like, I still go crazy. Now I just don't stay there as long. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I've heard you say that before. Yeah. And it's like, at the root of it, yeah. what you're doing is, because they start your medit for Vipassana, the first three days, by the way, they're just telling you to focus right on your breath, like on a little bit of air you can feel coming out of your nose. Just like keep your focus there. And if your mind wanders off, come back to your nose and just like, just focus on that. Then you get to day three and because they have this guy named Goenka who like refounded this back like quite a few years ago he's passed away now but it's he's modern but Mm -hmm. he you know he died like i think maybe early 2000s so at the end of every day they have him come on the screen they have a video and it's like sort of one hour of instructional of how you should be feeling and and he validates you you know you might be like feeling a little like what the fuck is going on kind of thing he's like that's part of it but on day three he's like now that you've practiced enough we can really get into vipassana meditation i remember being like are you out of your fucking mind (laughs) like 
that we weren't even doing the meditate. What the fuck have we so been th- doing? <clears throat> so then, but what that's is the thing. meditation. Then that's the thing is the breathing through your nose. That's pushups on your knees. So like, when we get in, it's like now you've kind of learned the muscle of coming back and focusing. And then it's just instead of focusing right on your nose, you focus like on different, like it's kind of a scanning, but like you have to learn to like not be like, cause there's an instinct when people tell you to scan your body that you end up like actually moving your eyes and like whatever, but you just go area by area feeling your body and being aware of the feeling at a certain place. So you just like tip of the head. Okay. Like, and if you feel anything, an itch, whatever, a pain, you just notice it. You don't react. And the thing is, is if you sit there noticing it, eventually mm-hmm. it dissipates. And the root of all of this is to enforce deep within yourself that like everything changes, everything goes away. Whatever you're feeling right now, whatever terrible thing is going on, it's not, it, it, nothing is permanent. Everything arises to pass away. And that's it's- the whole it's interesting. Last night when I was laying in bed, my butthole started itching. And I feel like I really could have used this at that time because I was like, ugh. Did you dig in? I dig, I dug in. And then I was like, ugh, now I need to go wash my hands. I dug too much. And it was do, I was doing it through my boxer shorts. But just, you know. Did you have a skid mark or was it just a road No itch? skid mark. No skid mark. I'm very, very anal about wiping my anal. Um, <laughs> so there was no skid mark. But I did... Uh, I did, you know, want to go wash my hands because I was like, I mean, if you don't scratch your butthole and sniff your finger afterwards, I don't trust you. I like, what are you doing? I mean, you got to know. It's it was. It's like, I mean, we're all sniffing it just to go. Yep. Still a butthole. Like, <laughs> or like why are we doing Or that? you're sniffing it being like, oh, I scratched too hard. Um, I went too <laughs> deep. Um, but yeah, they're, you know. I will sit there sometimes and be like, oh, it's just so bad. I want to not itch it. Yeah, well, and then there's times where, like, you have to, like, you're supposed to be still for some reason or, like, don't touch, like, don't touch your face was a big thing at the beginning of quarantine. And it's like, uh, as soon as someone says, don't touch your face, you think about your face and all of a sudden your nose itches and you're like, oh, God, it's never itched so bad in my life. Yeah. But, like, right now my ear itches. And I'm like, your ear's fine, Nicole. You already itched it once. You don't need to keep itching it. Well, and it's like, and, like, as you're doing this meditation with your eyes closed, eventually something does happen you know, every once in a while we're like, you do break or like you have to itch, but it's like, you're strengthening the muscle of not reacting to things because like at the, at the root of everything, like, like acceptance is, is what's calming. It's not, not pretending nothing is wrong. There's this like toxic positivity culture where you just like, everything's love and light. And it's like, no, everything's not love and light. You just need to be okay. You need to be okay with the fact that sometimes it's shit and it's darkness and that's going to happen versus trying to be like, no, 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 it can only be love and light. And then, and then when you're reacting to something being the opposite of that, because of fucking course it is sometimes you end up piling onto yourself and making it worse by trying to like, it's like trying to like get your, it's, it's like trying to get out of quicksand. Yeah. And you just go deeper and deeper. Yeah. That's really interesting because I sometimes I'll get mad at myself for feeling away when it's like just accept it and move on, you know? Well, that's the thing is when you get mad, like I do that too, mad at myself for being upset about something, mad mm-hmm. at myself for feeling tired. And it's like, okay, well now you're just mad on top of the other thing Yeah, and it's piling on. It's about, um, but they also talk about it in terms of good feelings too. Like don't, don't, you know don't try to push away a negative feeling when it comes, but also you're not supposed to try to hang on to the good feelings. You like enjoy them, but you don't try to like elongate them. You just appreciate them for when they're there. Yeah. 
And it got to the point by like day four or five where like when I was like maybe maybe five or six because I, I think I had a full day of like doing the body scan before any before I was just like um, I could f- this is going to sound insane to probably everyone unless you are a heavy meditator. I swear to God, I could fear I could feel the follicles of my hair on my head. Like oh. I was like, I think I can feel my hair grow. Okay, was there any point when you were doing this? Where you, maybe you weren't, it, it, not when you were like, oh, I can feel the hair follicles on my head. But was there any point when you were like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Multiple times, but especially around like day seven. It's like, because what happens is you're, you're plunging emotions. You're going from like, it, it's like, be, because the thing is, is like you, you feel these things, a thought comes up, a fucking random memory. You're like, oh, remember that time my second grade teacher embarrassed me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you just like sit with it. And then it like goes away and like it's like coming out and so eventually you start getting into like oh now I'm gonna think about heavy trauma because I've I've thought of everything I can think of oh that's so insane to me oh yeah a lot of people by the way quit a lot of people don't make it 10 days and by what's, day what's seven I was like day? what's the big quit day four and seven are like the big ones they tell you that at the beginning too they're like it's gonna get heavy on these days and I think they tell you that to go like that's also like in my mind is like you're not individually crazy if you start going what the fuck yeah everyone feels that way because it's like heavy shit like I processed I processed a breakup that I had just gone through which then made me process my abandonment issues in a way that I had never recognized them and it's not only that is like you you're sitting there and sitting with your thoughts long enough that like you dig past your ego and you go like oh Oh no, I can see how I fucked up. Ah. Did you bring a notebook? Were you allowed to have a notebook? No, you're not allowed to write. You just have to be with your thoughts. Fuck. No writing, no art. You're just there with your thoughts. And like people go mad. Well, it's a lot of it I think is like people don't want to deal with the heavy amount of whatever's coming up. Also hitting the part where like, and this is by the way, right outside of LA. And you know, there's a lot of fucking like probably fake ass LA woo woo people trying to be like, I'm going to cleanse my thing. And then your and then your brain gets to the part of the like, Oh, and here's actually things where like you need to work on yourself and it's not somebody else. It's actually you and you're fucking up. And I think a lot of people go, we don't need to go down that lane. I'm going to, I quit now. Uh, cause you're, I, I learned a lot about myself that I was like, this is very ugly. Yeah. And you have to look at your ugly and go like, all right, well, what was, what was one thing? And, <laughs> and we can end on this. Our, sorry you guys our producer saw him just like as soon as I said look at your ugly he put his face right up to our screen that only we can see sorry go ahead I want to end on this what yes. was one thing you saw about yourself that you were like Ugh. um all right feels a little unfair because I can't ask you the same question but you can you can, I you, uh, no maybe, no maybe no something no. will come up when you're describing it no I um when I am in a relationship, I trust so few people that once I let someone in to the threshold of being like, I genuinely trust this person. And I think part of it is because of a lack of like letting enough people in for to have a healthy balance or I don't know what, I lean too much on them. I like, uh, I ask too much of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to, but it was like the thing that I realized that it was like, oh, like you, it's like, um, 
So I okay, so I saw this described on a meme somewhere where like um like a healthy relationship is like a, an A frame to an H frame. Like sometimes you lean like well, every once in a while someone leans on the other one, every once in a while someone leans on the other one, but like and you can stand on your own two feet. And it's like as we're in a in a relationship, sometimes, you know, if it's someone you care about, you do have to mm-hmm. you do have to lean on each other. That's it's part of being someone's friend is letting them lean on you. Like Forrest Gump and Bubba in the fucking swamp in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But like I just I just keep leaning. I just be like, and it's not that I don't let the other person lean on me. It's that like I become like like non-independent. Like I become like I I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then I freak out, and then I usually am like I gotta go. Uh, but like, no, I I um. So that's a thing that I've actively worked on since then, but that is a thing and I hope I've gotten better at it, Yeah. but it's a thing I'm aware of. And like that I sometimes am too, um, I don't know if it's emotionally needy or what, but, uh, like I, it's like I let someone in and then I like dump on them and yeah. I, it's, it's too much. Yeah. You can't dump on people. Like it's like someone can be there for you. And uh-huh. that's fine. And that's great. But like at a certain point, you have to stand on your own two feet. And that's now, the thing I, that I was I, like, oh, we're ending on this. Just do you feel like you have worked through that? And when it comes to your relationship with Andy, you're better about that. I think I'm better about it. I think I'm not perfect at it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the benefits of doing that meditation, realizing that is that I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah, I was. A, I was completely on. If you would have asked me, I'm independent and like cool my relationship whatever so now instead of just doing it and then you know retroactively being like oh why did it's like I catch myself and I'm like all right pull yourself together (laughs) so yeah I think I don't I'm not perfect but also no one is and no one should strive to be because that's a fucking fruitless endeavor yeah anyway everyone should meditate we've got to go subscribe rate review all those things patreon.com slash two filthy nerds okay Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.